0: Well, hello, welcome to episode 20 of the One Life Church Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but also things that we think could relate to you and your one and only life. And we just want to continue or start a conversation. And my name is Sarah, and I'm joined as always by my co-host and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson.
1: Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic day.
0: Yeah. Brett, how was your your time at the cabin? We talked to you last week on the podcast. I did. I
1: I rented a cabin for a couple days in the Shawnee National Forest, and it was fantastic. I'm really glad I did it because I had a project I had to work on, and it was was just a way to, I've got to get this done, and if I don't have... Uh, If I have any distractions, it's not going to happen, so I got it done. You got it done. So, yeah, it was great. It was great. Cool.
0: Where is Shawnee National Forest?
1: Shawnee National Forest is Southern Illinois. It's about an hour and a half from uh, Tri-State area, Evansville and Henderson. Garden of the Gods area? Garden of the Gods. I was about three miles from Garden of the Gods. Did you go out there
0: there. on any of the rocks? I
1: did not. I couldn't. It was raining and things and I just wanted to be in the cabin and I just uh, burned a lot of firewood and worked (laughs) on stuff. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And we're very excited today. We're joined by Carolyn Edwards and Dan Gross. And um, I'm going to let them kind of talk a little bit about who they are and why they're here. But we're excited because um, not only are they people who attend One Life, they're people who um, work in, in in the tri-state area and do some pretty cool things. I'm going to let them talk about that. But they're also lead um, or in the process of leading some some classes here at One Life um, Christian Worldview 101 and Christian Worldview 201, which is pretty cool. They have a 101 and 201. and uh, But first, we want to get to know you guys, just know a little bit about you. So I'm going to start with Carolyn. Tell us a little bit about who Carolyn is.
2: I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> well, you probably know me because I play keys um, in one of the worship teams at East. Um, and um, I'm also the chaplain at Gateway Hospital. Um, let's see. I'm kind of a nerdy kind of person. What does that mean? What do you mean, nerdy? <laughs>
0: yeah, like nerdy how. Um
2: I'm like you know if you you know how you ask people if they're Star Wars or Star Trek I'm both Yes you know I didn't
0: know that about you I'm
2: ever yeah Yes
0: Do you have a favorite Chron- Star Chronicles Wars movie
2: You know I love all the new ones Yeah but I'm really a next generation person. Really? Yeah. Okay. And like Jean-Luc Picard, I never knew he we was Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. He's like my father figure. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking. Yeah. With you. As okay. our family, you know, we I'm talk a nerd about it. Sense, yeah. Yeah. We feel like he's our father figure and.
1: Yeah, that was in its heyday. What well, I remember watching that early in my marriage. So its heyday was what 1980. <laughs> I don't know. Eight, I was watching it in seminary
2: when, when I was in seminary. Every okay. you know every day at five o'clock. I just is it still a thing to
1: watch the reruns and stuff? Oh I mean, yeah, next still, generation oh, is the still next very generation popular. Of John yeah. Absolutely. Right oh, okay.
0: And then I so. saw a thing that because we're talking about Star Trek, um, it that there there is a show that's on like CBS Access. They I haven't watched any of it, but I saw a thing that they're um, that Patrick Stewart came out on the Trek Con last year and basically said he's either going to be on a few of those episodes or do some sort of spin-off where he's doing mm, a few episodes cool. and bringing back Jean-Luc, which I don't know how they're going to do that, but awesome. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have a viewing party. I think we should. Okay. So yeah.
1: Carolyn's just geeking out like crazy right <laughs> that there. That's so good. <laughs> and
2: I've
3: never watched. Next general You've never
2: watched Next Gen and John Locke Picard. I've seen all the originals. So many sp- good okay. spiritual pr- principles. If you watch it, <laughs> I'm totally kidding.
0: That's awesome, there you go, that's Dan. You you you've never watched uh, Next Generation I Star Trek. I have not. But a fan of the originals. I am. Yeah. Okay.
3: That's a true Star Wars. That's right. Trek person. Trek. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. I've got the. Well, I used to. I don't know if I could find them now, but I've got the blueprints to the entire ship, all the different decks. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah.
1: You're nerdier than she was. Mm -hmm. I had like like a a life-size
3: communicator and phaser and. I was into it big when I was, like, in middle school. Uh, Carolyn, were you aware of this? About About him? No. Okay. No. This is
0: now officially my favorite podcast. (laughs) I love this so much. And
1: there's at least three people out there that are just like, oh, my goodness, just keep talking about that (laughs) stuff. Or or this is the scariest thing ever. That's right. So they're going to do what? Christian worldview. They're going to.
2: Oh, and by the way, you know, in the kickstart questions when you're asking about aliens, I think there are aliens, just so you know.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, because I went with it too, didn't yeah.
2: I? Yeah, absolutely.
0: We talked about this a few weeks ago, <laughs> group. It was pretty awesome. Is that more
1: influenced <laughs> by the Bible study you've done, or is this you more know, influenced by Jean Luc Picard?
2: It's it's C. S. Lewis, you know his well, Lewis, his sure, uh, trilogy, yeah. Space trilogy, and yeah. um, no, I just think God is so creative. I mean, yeah. He is so creative in so many different ways. I just don't think He could have stopped with this Earth, and now I, you know, in oh, this solar system. You know, I mean, it's, it's a miracle that the earth exists, you know, it really is miraculous in so many different ways, but I just think in, in other galaxies, surely there's, I mean, God is always working and Mm. creating, so I just don't think he would stop.
3: So did Jesus come for them too?
2: Oh, of course.
3: This is the kind of material you're yeah, going to get in exactly Christian right.
2: worldview,
1: 101 and 201. <laughs> that's the kind of topic. Well, my, my thing was, it, you know, we, we automatically believe that it has to be like some higher creature. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. I mean, there's a lot of weird things running around the earth that Jesus didn't have to come and die for, you know, sure. you know grasshoppers or whatever else. I mean, they could be out there. didn't have to be a image of God type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we were quizzing you down though, Dan, about your, your background and you got yeah. off on that blueprint thing with the... Uh, the enterprise and
0: yeah, we need to find out who we Dan is before we knew <laughs> yeah. we know things about you. And I but love the
3: juxtaposition right. that's about to happen with <laughs> you telling us what you do. Here it comes. So I work for Alexander Funeral Homes. Um, I am a sales manager now. Actually, I don't know if you knew that, Brett. Did you know but that? I did but not I'd know the sales change. manager yeah. thing. I did not know about that. Um, yeah. So um, eight years ago, wanted to take a little break. I saw it as a sabbatical from full time pastoral ministry and. Stepped into Alexander Funeral Home in a part time role and got sucked in and really enjoyed it. Mm. And so, um, started out as a family service counselor, doing a lot of pre planning right. for people who wanted to take care of arrangements ahead of time. And um, four months ago, maybe not quite, stepped into a management role. Now, when you say
1: sales management,
3: you know, so, in the
1: funeral business, a lot of us have a lot of questions about what that sounds right, like. So, you right. might want to So, fill it's on all pre planning.
3: Okay. Yeah, all it's pre-planning, all pre planning. Right. Um and uh, I work with a team of about eight counselors
1: oh, that okay. do that. Yeah, wow, yeah.
3: that's I did not know that. Yeah. And, yeah, and just a little plug, not for your particular
1: funeral home because that would probably be inappropriate. But having walked with families through that experience, I highly, highly, highly recommend pre-planning because um, for lots and lots of reasons, right, and makes and, a and lot of sense. He did not pay me to say that. It Seriously, makes a lot of sense. And <laughs> so. I've watched it. I thought, ah, you can you can save yourself a lot of trouble. So, but did not know that. That's yep. good.
0: What I'm, I'm curious because I, I don't know a whole lot uh, about what you do. I know the idea of what you kind of just said, but what is it that you personally enjoy the most about that? Just being able to be around people in those times? or
3: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you had asked me eight years ago, I would have had no clue mm-hmm. that I would be here in this place, which is what keeps life so fascinating, I think. Um, I think the first thing that attracted me to it was that I saw people in both scenarios, people walking through the doors who hadn't taken care of stuff and people who had and so that piqued my curiosity about it. And um, began to see the value in it and they approached me and I said, yeah, sure, I'll try this. Um, Now I think the thing I most enjoy, of course, in my current position is just being able to develop people and help people reach their potential to do my best to bring out the best in a team. Um, That's what I most enjoy in my current role but yeah every day is well I can't say every day but most days feel like ministry oh well Uh, and I think that's true for a lot of people in a lot of jobs Yeah, well, and
1: and it it should be added too that Dan, he mentioned a little bit, having done pastoral ministry, he planted a church uh, here locally several years back Mm -hmm. and also, and before that, was a missionary for how long?
3: Eight years. Columbia, correct? Yep, eight years. It was eight years in Columbia. My three kids were all born there. So, all right. It's kind of fun little trivia. That's all right. And he had those blueprints. I mean, and I had the Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise, <laughs> Enterprise <laughs> blueprints, 1701. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Uh, and Carolyn, you said you're the chaplain at Deaconess Gateway. Mm-hmm. What, what does that kind of entail? Because um, I think people might have an idea what that is, but mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what, what that is for you. And, and I will say that actually if you've been around One Life for a little while, we did a story on Carolyn mm-hmm. um, uh, that we probably is still out there somewhere. We'll probably share it as we share this if people mm-hmm. find a little bit more. But
2: mm-hmm. talk about it here. Um Well, really, it's ministry with patients and families. And a lot of people think the chaplain only comes when a person's dying. Mm -hmm. But um, I am requested to come to people of all different scenarios. Um, So it's a very interesting, you just kind of never know what's going to happen in a day. Um, Provide a lot of support to family um, and also to staff. I spend a lot of time with the staff. Um, so really, um, I probably have the best job in the world because I am paid to walk around and talk to people all day um, and really to listen. Um, and everybody needs some kind of support or, or just even developing relationships for the time when they, they really need support. So mm. it's just all kinds of different situations. Um, I, I think it's almost unbelievable sometimes Um, the things that we deal with in a day that people would think, oh my gosh, you know, like if I'm going to two cold blues, you know, at the same time, um, or I'm dealing with a person dying or dealing with someone that's been abused. All of that happens all in a day. So it's it's like all these really intense issues that can be mushed into a day.
3: It sounds very stressful.
2: (laughs) It's stressful, um, but... um, there's there's a lot of laughter. There's a lot of joking around with the staff. And there's some kind of balance um, that happens. And I used to be a hospice chaplain and I used to be a grief counselor. Um, so actually this is much more balanced mm-hmm. um, because there, there is a lot of fun. And, I'll, you know, a lot of times there's people that are actually getting better and we're really excited. Um, so it, it's much more, you know, I, I get a little bit of everything. But, um, you know, even talking about like, you know, who's my neighbor, mm-hmm. um, really anybody I run into in the hallway is my neighbor. Yeah. Um, so I try to know everybody on staff by name. I'm constantly memorizing names. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be Alzheimer's prevention too (laughs) since I'm always memorizing. Um, And I'm just, you know, any, there's, you can be in an elevator and you can have an opportunity. So I'm just always like kind of aware of, you know, the possibility of opportunities to, um, you know, be with someone or listen or, you know, develop that relationship. So
1: maybe people didn't uh, really didn't know that. Uh, if you hear chaplain, you probably mm-hmm. think, "Oh, comes just in the yes. crisis moment of yeah. uh, just or, or death." But if you happen to be in the hospital or you have a family member there, you can just kind of say, "Hey, I'd love <laughs> it if someone from the chaplain's office would come mm-hmm. see us." Yeah, and then okay, I that's don't, what most, most people knew that. No?
2: That is what most of our visits are are just. Um, um, a lot of people want to tell their life story right. or they want to talk about everything else that's going on that's related to them being in the hospital. Um, so, you know, they want to talk. You know, people right. want to talk. But a lot, a lot of times it's just really lighthearted and joking around. I mean, I was praying for somebody that was having surgery and we j- joked around the whole time. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not always, you know, it's yeah. not always death.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. I yeah, mean, uh, if you're, yeah. If, you're ever in if the you hospital, just want
2: to chat, you can call the chaplain and joke around. If you like around, to
1: chat, uh, seriously, good, I, seriously, I'm totally saying that in yeah. a serious way, yeah. just, that you may not know that's a benefit. Now, what I already love, uh, based upon the, the subject of why you guys were here, principally is uh, with so much background I, I enjoy hearing from people that have uh, walked a few miles in in doing this and the, you know, whether it's doing ministry in a, a pretty exotic place like Columbia and even your day I was I'm assuming kind of dangerous place yep. too I did uh, the drug war yeah did the, the whole drug war yeah. thing and then just in in hospice and chaplaincy and these kinds of things uh, I love the fact that that's kind of the foundation for what you you're doing in the classes that you're offering and that they're leading, so uh, because that it just automatically speaks to me that there's depth beyond just the content, if I can say that, and uh, and so with that, I'd love to ask you guys, um, you know, kind of uh, start with Carolyn. When it comes to your your teaching and have been teaching uh, Christian worldview one hundred and one, and I just like to hear your just what got you into that because she did come up with it on her own and presented it. It wasn't like, hey Carolyn, go do this and design it. It was something that came out of you. Uh, as I'm remembering the story, mm-hmm. and you said, hey, I'd like to do this, and mm-hmm. laid it down yeah. on, on my desk and others, and and said, so what brought that about anyway? What was the
2: um, catalyst? I was leading a small group, um, and in the group we we just became really comfortable with each other to the point where someone asked what's the difference between the old testament and the new testament mm. and it was somebody that had been is was in ministry at one life and all of a sudden there were others like yeah i've always wondered that and then and they'd say where where did jesus fit in and so i was explaining really really basic things um, I, that I, I assumed that they knew. Right. Um, so what I realized is, you know, we can't assume that people know the things that we know. Um, and once once um, one person started asking questions, other people started asking questions. And it was really basic things that they were afraid to ask because they were embarrassed. Like they, they should yeah. know it, and they never had had a context where... You know they could they could talk about the stuff that had been just kind of, you know, lurking in their mind, and so finally they were in a context where they could start you know lay it out yeah. on the table. So at that point I realized wow I bet there's a lot of people like that at One Life, um, and really I mean everything you teach is really really good. Here's a plug for Brett here. <laughs> <laughs> He's reading
1: that off a sheet no, that's in I mean, front of yes, her, that yes, I her he okay. paid me
2: at um, the 15 minute mark. Yes. Yeah. Um and um so I know that they're getting good theology but you know there's just a lot of things that we don't realize, you know, aren't always covered, right. you know. I mean um, and I think there is a lot of assumptions of what people know, yeah. but really, there's so many people that have not been exposed. You know, they're they're un they're unchurched. They don't know they don't know anything, and they come in. Um, you know, may, they might not know how. I we just had um, somebody accept Christ at the hospital, and she's been Catholic um, and all, you know all her life, but she didn't actually know how to look up a scripture because we had given her a Bible. Um, so you know, even teaching the basic of right you know, what does John 3.16, where do you find that? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, at that point in my head just came an outline um, of what I thought were the most basic things that I thought people needed, um, and it was in my head, and um, I, I, I first presented it to Austin um, a long, long time ago, um, and the timing just was there were other things being tried. Right. Um, But I took some time off, um, actually, from the worship team. And when I was taking time off for more prayer um, and reflection, it just kept... Oh, and you were preaching on being bold, the series on Be Bold. Go boldly. Go boldly. Go boldly. (laughs) And, (laughs) and And I just realized over and over it was coming to me. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I realized I was just being fearful of not pushing through. And at that point... I came to you you guys and and brought it up to you, same outline. And that's what, what I had from the beginning is what we cover.
1: Which I have this preference for anyway. I love it when people do that. Our student ministry is the same way. Someone just got, got a hold of their heart mm-hmm. and lifted it up. Mm-hmm. And I think it needs to be added too. If we're if we're doing our job well and right, at least here at One Life anyway, we should have people that, like that. That's what we want. We mm-hmm. don't want people that have been raised in the church from, uh, I shouldn't say we don't want them, but I mean that's not technically what we're after. We yeah, want people exactly. who uh, would not be familiar with these things. And so my only reason regret is that we didn't have those things in place when we opened our doors mm-hmm. on 10, 10, 10, So Dan, you're, you're at 201. So how does that interface? They obviously are related, uh, and where'd that come from and kind of give
3: us a thumbnail on that. Um, part of it just came through personal passion for the topic. So the topic of 201 is how to read the Bible. Um, it did come out of 101. I've taught a couple of the 101 classes, um, And it just seemed like a logical next step from that to begin figuring out how do we get into the Word, how do we understand it, how do we apply it intelligently in our lives. Um, And I think the passion for that for me began uh, back when I was a, a kid. I grew up in a very conservative, good Christian home, but also a home where I was encouraged to really think and pursue truth and not be afraid of truth and C.S. Lewis was an early influence in my life when I was still in middle school and high school. Um, and so um, as I went went to college and began digging a little deeper, I began having questions about, okay, um, you know, I thought this was an essential core belief and now I'm not so sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And what does that mean for my understanding of the Bible? Um and so that forced me to really grapple with some heavy issues. And I came to the conclusion that a lot of the things I was struggling with weren't problems with the Bible per se, but with how I had been taught to read it and, under, and understand it. Um, and so I think that's true for a lot of people. So my passion is to help people um, pursue truth wherever that leads them because I believe all truth is God's truth. And uh, we do not need to be afraid of pursuing truth. Um, obviously, we do it with a lot of humility because our grasp on truth is, is not the best sometimes. <laughs> but we can pursue truth fearlessly as children of God. And I think he honors that. And so um, we're applying that to how to read the Bible. So we're getting into all aspects of how it came about. Yeah. Um, we even talk a little bit Uh, We don't use this exact language, but like textual criticism, touch on some of those things. Um, And then just how do we apply just tools and principles to good biblical reading and interpretation? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So the distinction between the two things, just quickly so people understand, is
2: one-on-one is, simply put... It's really... The basic theology of Christianity. Okay, so Christianity
1: as Mm -hmm. a whole is kind of the basic
2: doctrine you might find, like the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, the the most fundamental beliefs that we hold on to. Okay, and then 201 is
3: about how to read the Bible. Okay, so if I really,
1: I open up my Bible and to the book of Romans, mm -hmm. you're kind of coaching me through how to make sense of that. Exactly.
3: Okay,
0: excellent. So So like if you were signing up for a class, like I'm thinking back into college days, you look at, there's like a tagline next to them. You kind of hit on those a little bit. But I think um, one thing that I know for sure is that 101 kind of started as this idea of a place to ask questions. Um, and I think we actually called it that at first. Mm-hmm. We called it There's No Stupid Questions. Mm-hmm. And um, and now it's called Christian Worldview 101. I think it's important, and I'm sure, Brett, you can give some context, or Carolyn, anybody, or Dan. Um, what's, what's the word worldview mean? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I laugh because Carolyn and I just had a... a, a d- a deep discussion about that really? well, very thing. Well, one thing, in case that's right, <laughs> I should have. Well, for one, I uh, I asked that they be named that, and uh, I'll take the blame. But one of the reasons is because we did change our uh, vision statement a couple of years ago to uh, planting churches devoted to changing the secular worldview of the next generation. And so we know going forward that that is going to be a critical thing. And worldview, the way I like to define it, is your answer uh, to life's most um, influential and important questions questions, whether is there a God or not, Is uh, how do you know right from wrong, Uh, what happens to you after you die. Everybody has those kinds of questions resident within them, and they also have their own answer resident within them as well that guides their life whether they realize it or not. So that's a basic worldview. And what we want to do is, as that's morphing and changing in our modern culture, we want to be there to kind of uh, shape that uh, biblically or whatever. So that's why I wanted to get that language on the boards, even though the first class is Christian theology but you can look at it that way because this is a statement of Christian belief about things like that everything from what happens to you when you die to who is God and where did Jesus come from what's he all about and then obviously the Bible and equipping people to read the Bible would set them up to feed that worldview um, and you know in, in their own lives so that's where that language came from was I I, I felt like I drifted off no, I, from not even answering I See, questions. I love that is it, is language
3: for sorry? it yeah because everyone okay, everyone has A worldview. Mm -hmm. Yes, everyone has a worldview. Yeah, Uh, it's so. It's the the issue is, and am I going to have a Christian worldview or no worldview? Yeah, everyone's got a worldview. Exactly. Yeah, but not every worldview uh, is aligned with the Christian faith. Yeah, and to me, that's the exciting things Mm -hmm. about both of these classes. Is they work towards that alignment.
1: Exactly. And so we're trying to get that language kind of in everybody's mind and we'll build on it from there because we want to do uh, some comparative things. So people understand that as we travel. Uh, there may be a three hundred one or something like that mm-hmm. where we would do comparison worldviews mm-hmm. to everything from naturalism to uh, Buddhism or monism or uh, all the different isms that are out there uh, that how your worldview actually fits in because there's only so many of them. So that's where we're headed. Uh, but that's uh, we're a little early in the game right now. So. What was that
0: book you had us read for our staff retreat?
1: For the Stafford Retreat yeah. that you did read, I'm sure? You I still remember what it was? two and a half of the chapters. So two and a half. half. I, I did. I had everybody read uh, about three chapters. Three it. chapters, It was called yeah. The Universe Next Door. That's right. by a guy named James Sire or Seer. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And a great book. It's called A Catalog of World Views. And he just breaks down and he starts with Christianity as it, he does Islam. And that's how he defines it. Here's how people answer all these mm-hmm. questions. Some people don't believe anything happens to you when you die. Some people believe you're reincarnated. Other people believe, as Christians do, that you're present with the Lord, you'll be resurrected. So, and all those things affect our values. And uh, so, yeah, highly recommend that book. So that's where the language of that came mm-hmm. from. So, uh, Carolyn, you've done a few of these mm-hmm. uh, so far. Yep. And uh, what's the experience been like? So I'm assuming that the class is not just you standing up there and lecturing. Not that mm-hmm. that would be bad. Uh, but <laughs> you, you said it came from like a question thing. Mm-hmm. Is it an environment where if I come and I don't know the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament... There really is a place where I can say, "Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. what in the world is this all about?" Yeah,
2: and and I mean, I'm always encouraging discussion. I mean, it's it's so much more fun when everybody's talking and asking questions and putting their opinions in. And um, so, you know, the more that people are interacting, the happier I am um, as far as how well it's going. Um, so I do ask a lot of questions of the group just to find out what they're thinking. Right. Um, uh, so you know, really. All right, the lessons are full of questions. But probably the biggest thing I'm trying to, even at the very beginning, is communicate that it's a safe place. You know, that we, a person is not going to be judged, um, you know, by what they know or don't know or what they believe. Um, but they have the freedom to ask those questions. So I, I want it to be a place where they do feel safe, where we really really can talk about what's going on um, right. because I feel like this is an opportunity and if there's something burning in, the, in their mind that they don't ask the question, you know, it's, it's, it's a missed oppor- opportunity. Um, so um, I'm hoping that people feel comfortable enough that they can and I stop a lot to say, you know, do you have any questions or anything? Um, so there is a lot of discussion. I do do a lot of talking. There's a lot of material packed um, because you know I'm trying to like get the most basic stuff in six weeks, you know, so right, sure. I mean like, you know, Jesus is covered in one day, you know, so I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. the life of so Jesus might in an hour and 15 it. minutes, you yeah. know, yeah. and um, so there is a lot, you know, a lot packed as much as right. we can, but at the same time, um, it's so much more fun if everybody's, you know, sharing or, you know, really being honest about what Absolutely. they're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. And
1: they'd be more naturally learned that way too. And, and, oh, and right now you're doing your beta testing because we haven't officially offered the 201 thing. That's coming up. When I know we're going to cover that, but
0: I don't know when 201 starts. I know okay. I, do, I do want to highlight mm-hmm. that 101 begins right. February 10th at all campuses because right. not only did you start it um, and kind of run it a little bit, you've now we're sharing it to all of our campuses, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all campuses are starting it. Yeah. Um, and then the and weeks. then
1: Dan has been beta testing his uh, the 201 thing with his
3: current growth group. Right. And I am fortunate to be part of an awesome growth group, and so um, uh, as we were uh, last fall figuring out what we wanted to study this spring. Uh, I laid out two or three options, and using them as guinea pigs uh, for this class that we're developing on how to read the Bible was one of the options, and they all went for it.
1: That's the one everybody went for. Okay, yeah,
3: and so it's been great because I've been able to bounce stuff off of them, get really helpful feedback, um, and our group already kind of had that atmosphere that was uh, high trust. Um, qu- all questions are allowed. Um, and we have people from the whole spectrum of uh, someone who just came to faith a year and a half ago uh, and was joined our group at that point. And like Caroline was saying, she, or Carolyn was saying, uh, she didn't know how to find scripture. She didn't know what a chapter and a verse meant. Hmm. And so as a group, we got to kind of walk yeah. her through all that to people who have been in the faith for 30 years. But still, it was kind of unanimous that no matter where they were on that spectrum, I want to learn how to read the the Bible. Yeah. uh, And interestingly, I've discovered that um, maybe with the exception of Carolyn, no one in our group has really thought much about the mechanics of how to read the Bible. You know, we just all grew up either in traditions where we read it or new to the faith and haven't even gotten to the point where we're grappling with those questions. Um, so it's it's been fun. Okay, well, it, it is interesting and telling to me that people all along the spectrum, even if you've
1: been in this for 30 years, you've not thought about the mechanics of it. And, right. Uh, um, Carolyn, what kind of, uh, in that context, uh, you said you do allow questions, are there ones that come up pretty predictably?
2: You know, it's funny because I expected some really out there questions, but... Really, there's, like, there aren't, there haven't, and now everybody's going to do it this time, <laughs> I'm sure, like, all That's the your right, questions of are up. coming I out. Um, so, really, um, you know, I mean, there haven't been, now... I'm thinking when we covered the Holy Spirit, you know, there was quite a bit of conversation about speaking in tongues and, <laughs> well, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I think that was our
1: most I, listened to uh-huh. podcast yeah. to this day. I actually have a, a side <laughs> story
0: about mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. I was hanging out with, with Carolyn and a group of our friends. We were talking about uh, the line, Witch, in the wardrobe, which was super fun mm-hmm. uh, to do that. But, um, Somehow the conversation came up about speaking tongue. I think we are talking about the podcast actually, and uh, we talked about that episode. And someone of them was there, and she she just had never heard that term. She didn't know what it meant, and so she, mm-hmm. asked, and she asked me, and I'm like, "Hey, Carolyn, you want to go ahead and just <laughs> answer that?" But I got to sit and watch Carolyn respond to this, and not only does she say it in a very natural and and simple way, but in a way that gives all the detail as well. And it was like, "Oh my gosh, I could sit for." and, you know, hours and just listen to her teach some of these things. So not only um, do I think people should go, but I got to actually see her answer a question that I think would be very similar to someone asking there and be like, oh, my gosh, oh, that's excellent. so yeah. good, that is, so good. good and I, I
3: remember a fun question that came up in Christian and Christian Worldview 101, <laughs> yeah. and that was do animals uh-huh. go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Oh, and some yeah. great discussion yeah. really came is. out of that. Right. Great yeah. conversation. Yeah. And yes. I've always
1: wondered. So, Carolyn, what, what's the deal? <laughs> of was, course, right.
2: <laughs> of I've had course.
1: A pets Only dying. if they're very good animals. <laughs> so they, yeah, that's right. Now I can think of a grace. few that are there for sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that that did kind of travel pretty. That take up most of the class.
2: Um. It it took up a chunk of the class. So yeah, how does it work? Sure.
1: Okay. So today we're going to talk about the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, and we're mm-hmm. just asking that all the questions would. Uh, be along that line I'm assuming is that kind of how you structure it because I'm trying to track how yeah the, within um
2: yeah I'm asking well up. I'm asking questions right. about like you know um what the whole like the Holy Spirit you know what is what's their impression when they hear the word holy Spirit you know you. what's the feeling that they get you know when they hear about it right. what's been their exposure um so the questions kind of go along with you know where I'm going sure. of course yeah, yeah. Um, they're kind of a setup you know for but where still, there's next. a
1: context where if you've got mm-hmm. something burning in you, you could yeah. probably go ahead and bring it up oh, yeah. there. Sure. yeah, sure, absolutely. Even if it seemed out of left field, you could you could get there. Yeah, yeah.
2: and and I don't know if I'll answer it or not. That's or right. Or maybe we'll you See, know pass it on to everybody this. Everybody out there knows the they podcast. want to go to this. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> and let me just say something too. Um, as far as um, you know, like with um, 201, um, that you know there are more mature believers and younger believers that you know are really excited about what you're teaching. Um, but, you know, it's the same with 101. We we had a b- broad spectrum of people that came to it. Um, so like one person who is now on the mission field took the class so sh- she would have an overview of what she could take to other people. Um, oh, so hey, there's yeah. been um, actually a lot of people that are taking it just so that they can mentor other people. Um, so it doesn't have to be, you know, that, you don't know anything, and you're yeah. wanting to learn the basics. Um, it, you know, it's a good review for people to think through their theology um, because my guess is, like, even the workbook that we have, there's so much in there's so much content in there um, that it's a good resource for people to have. Yeah. Um, and chances are, we're going to cover something that they haven't thought about. Um, but there's there's just been a lot as they're thinking about mentoring. The other thing that was a really has been a really cool dynamic, is is um, developing relationships within the class to have older, more mature Christians developing relationships with younger Christians. Because, you know, we yeah, are supposed absolutely. to be developing the next generation. Yeah. And so how, how does that happen? Well, it can happen in the class, you know, as those relate. And so, you know... Um, like the class would end and then somebody younger in their faith would be having a conversation with somebody, you know, that knew a little bit more. And so they were off talking about, you know, something. Yeah, and see, that's what we want at One Life. We want mentorship relationships. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like not just stuck in our little groups, mm-hmm. but to we all want to be mentoring somebody. Yeah. And this is an opportunity for people to mentor you know, I, the next generation that are adults. Well, oh, that's yeah. great to hear yeah.
1: because it, yeah, we've never wanted just a class that ends after six weeks. So yeah. you walk out of there and you have relationships that you're not comfortable with mm-hmm. and you care about people and, and and those things. So and and, and Dan, you know it. it it does strike me that you know people from all walks uh, now have the or will have the mechanics of because they probably haven't thought about it before. Is there anything that struck you even just in the two weeks you've been beta testing that either surprised you or uh, questions that have come up that you thought were kind of interesting or telling about, okay, here's
3: where I need to start or this is kind of what's on people's minds? Well, um, I started by saying if we would just read the Bible more like we read everything else, we'd be all right. But the problem is we come to the Bible with this very mystical, um, super spiritualized approach. And we forget that the Bible is made up of literature, uh, much like the literature we read in everyday life. So in everyday life we don't read the newspaper the same way we read uh, a love poem. Um, And so part of it is just opening people's eyes up to that reality. and giving them permission. <laughs> and giving them permission to read the Bible as literature. Now, obviously, we believe that the Bible is more than just literature. Right. Um, but yet it is God's Word communicated to us in literary form. Exactly. There's no yeah. way around that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that was a, a big one um, in terms of... I guess it was surprising to me that... Um, like I said before, I don't. I think a lot of people, even people who are very mature in the faith and have been in this for a long time, have not really thought much about it. Yeah. About um, why is why is the Book of Psalms poetry, um, and what does that mean in terms of how I read it compared to um, the Book of Jonah that is narrative? Right. Um, Yeah. I was just, I guess, a little surprised that people hadn't even thought of that.
1: Yeah. Because you you take it for granted because you've had formal training. Right. They taught you that when you're in college. You had to test on that sort of thing. Right. And you forget that other people, while educated, they're not educated in those things. Right.
0: Guys, we could probably go for another hour, but I can't believe it, but we are already at the 30, <laughs> 30 plus minute <laughs> mark. I can't believe it. I, can't I, believe it. I mean, it, it really is. I, I say that a lot, but I really, I mean, we get to talking and this this information is fascinating. And so I already know that um, in my mind, we need to schedule another day for you guys to come in and talk about some follow up, even from some of the experiences that you've had. Um, and again, Christian Worldview one is going to begin at every campus on February 10th. Um, and I just thought about this. I don't think we have this set up, but I'm going to set it up and so I'll say it, but you can sign up for it. I'll put on the website um, put a little form there that way you can kind of know who's coming. And then also we've been saying that you can sign up at the connection event, which will be this Sunday after every service um, um, at any one life campus. And then two Oh one, I know you're still kind of in that the, the the beta testing phase which I All like right. that Brett said that um, and you know we'll have more information when that class is going to be starting uh, soon but also guys thank you so much for taking some time um, I know you guys coming out of work for a little while we really appreciate that and being able to spend some time learning with you um, and thank you so much for taking this on to make this start at our campus I'm sitting here thinking how beautiful it would be if people came in and felt comfort to ask the questions that maybe they've always thought but they feel like if they do people are gonna think Oddly of them, and exactly. you know, man, how awesome would that be if people just have that space to do that? So hopefully, that starts, um, you know, on the the tenth at every campus and continues on as they learn how to read the Bible. Well said. <laughs> awesome. well said. Awesome. Well said. And amen. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Music by Ben Brock and Michael Robertson. To find out more about One Life Church, you can visit onelifechurch.org. Or to contact us directly at the podcast, just email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org.